We are on the cusp of the first card of 2022 UFC Vegas 46. Giga Chikaze versus Calvin Cater is just about upon us, and I know it's been far, far too long since we've last had a fight inside the octagon. It feels like years when really it's been like a few weeks. Do us going this crazy over a few weeks, or will we be considered addicts, Blake? Uh, yes. yeah, is that's not a bad thing. Not... I mean, you can be addicted to good things. Yes, you can. Just like what watch... I would argue, I would argue everyone is addicted to water. Ooh, ooh, I've met some people <laughs> that I really should you know? consider getting addicted to water. I love that shit. Water's great, dude. I've had like over a gallon today. I'm feeling good, feeling hydrated. You know, friendly... you ever, uh, you ever try out Mark Wahlberg's water? No, is it is it different? Yeah, it's got like electrolytes and stuff. Um, so, Gatorade. It's called Aqua Hydrate. It's is it's it pretty sick? I think he's I think he does it with like P Diddy or something. Hella random. Like they're both co investors in is it. Is it like super overpriced for what it is? Uh, I think it's reasonable. See, but me though, like a, a favorite pastime of mine is just going to local grocery stores mm -hmm. and just skimming through the water aisle and picking out a water that I have not tried yet. <laughs> <laughs> seeing how it holds up against good old Kirkland water at uh, Costco. Or, you know, just just tap water. Dude, I'm so against tap water. Don't ever bring that up around me. Don't <laughs> ever. People that drink water from the sink, I mean, unless you have, like, one of those filters attached mm -hmm. to your, you know, uh, the, the head or whatever, I can't do it, man. I cannot do is it. Is it the taste? It is definitely the taste. What about, and it's just. What do you not have water just, that comes through your fridge? You, do we not have that? It's just or the you, thought of it. Yeah, well, the water that comes through the fridge goes through a filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. that's fine. I'm cool with that. Yeah, you know, uh, moving to a house somewhat recently and having like a fridge with a built-in water filter instead of having to do the whole Brita BS. You know, it's so so nice, especially Saves when you some time energy. Well, especially when you got roommates that never filled up. Oh man. Selfish, right. unbelievable. You just should, yeah. You should just get personal Britas at that point, and then just like put your name on, or it you like, kill yeah, you your roommates. This. Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like you got to bring up death threats as well. <laughs> like that that definitely helps you. And if you couldn't guess, this is a show about MMA and not water. I promise you. If this is your first time tuning in, um, welcome because you better get used to it. We get sidetracked. Often and frequently, and we have a good time with it. But what we got ahead for you guys today, of course, if you haven't checked out yet, go ahead, go on over. Once you're done listening to this one, go on over, check out our 2021 UFC award show that we dropped last week. Bunch of categories for that. That one was a blast. But go ahead, check that one out if you haven't. But what we got, we're going to take a look into 2022, take a look at some fights that need to happen, some bold predictions, and, and also we're going to go through and give our predictions for who the champion is going to be at the end of the year for every division. And, of course, we got another What the Blank with Blake. And then I think the thing I'm most excited about is that it's finally back. We got five cards, so you guys know what that means. It's time for the return of Blake's Bangers. And so it's going to be a great, great time. I know Blake has his work cut out for him with this card. 
Um, not necessarily good or bad thing. We'll take a look at the card, of course, but a lot of great stuff is coming up. Before I hop into things, of course, uh, you can find the rest of our great MMA content over at thefourthlong.com forward slash MMA. Go check our recent interviews with Coach Joey Rodriguez, with our boy Steve of Steve James Sports, with a great amount of high-quality interviews with the the top guys in the UFC uh, promotion. And I think one of my most favorite ones recently was his interview with Yuri Prohaska. Some really great stuff right there. And, of course, fourth and long trucker hats are going on right now. And, Blake, I just thought what I'm going to do today, I thought of it today, just got to send it, um, for each of the next, I think, 10 um, or more orders and what I'm going off of is – um, it's thirty dollars to pre-order right now. We'll get those out to you as, as soon as we can. But with every sell of the hat, I'll don't I'll donate five to your charity of course. Of course, just leave that in the notes of the Google form you fill out, um, and you can pre-order that over at thefourthandlong.com forward slash apparel. And it's the same place where you can get some bitchin' certified banger collection T-shirts. So tribal and cotton flexing it right now. It's good stuff. Hopefully Blake gets one in the mail soon um, because USPS has been a pain in the ass and have been a little slacking this year so far. But hopefully Blake gets his um, edition very soon and so should you guys as well. But Blake, I've talked enough. Let's talk about the UFC. Let's take a look at t- t- 2022. We've already had a great, um, a really solid um Fights that have been announced so far this year, but let's take a look at some of them that need to happen this year. In your opinion, what grudge matches do we need settled, or what super fights do we possibly need booked? Uh, okay, so <clears throat> first off, I think we could start with title fights. There's a couple fights that I think absolutely have to uh, have to happen and are scheduled already. At least one of them is uh, number one, namely being. Peter, Peter Yawn versus Aljamain Sterling. Mm-hmm. We have to have that decided this year so we can have a clear picture in the bantamweight division, like who's the actual champ. No more interim, no more paper champ, whatever. Uh, and then next, I would say the rematch between Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena. Just to solidify if Pena really is that mm-hmm. girl in the bantamweight division, or excuse me, that woman, uh, or is Amanda Nunes, was that a fluke? Was that an off night? Whatever the case may be, we need to have that settled as well because I think there's a lot of questions on both sides uh, that need to be answered. Um, Now, if we're going into just uh, grudge matches, I think the number one fight on everybody's list is going to be Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz, Mm. the trilogy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that fight sells itself. The press conference, the back and forth between the two fighters – it would just be phenomenal. I mean, even if they did that for tough, that would be crazy. Oh, I don't think anyone's oh. ever thrown that idea out. Wait, or what about we do Nate Diaz in Dustin Poirier for tough? Yeah, that'd be cool too. I don't know. I just think, yeah. I mean, either or. Either or. Nate Diaz I'm, on tough. <laughs> Nate Diaz on tough would be sweet. Dude, imagine having I mean, him you, as your coach. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be. Uh, Probably smoking a lot of weed, but well, it, hopefully winning like, a lot uh, of fights. GSP had that one uh, jiu-jitsu coach that came into a uh, tough drunk. Um, and so is D- Nate going to have some coaches that come in high? I think they're just perpetually high. <laughs> I don't think it's like, yeah, you know, I think they'll probably be high more often than they are So, What's that tough house going to smell like? Skunks. <laughs> Uh, but to continue, I mean, I think some other interesting fights, definitely, uh, 
I'd love to see the Oliveira versus uh, Gaethje fight. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we get that. I don't know. Um, another fight that's been scheduled, Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. It's just, you know, oh, yeah. another fight that just oh, yeah. sells their su- itself. It's kind of a bummer so. that we're not going to get them for tough, but I guess I understand it because it seems super obvious that they're booking this now as a non-title main event UFC 272 just because... They couldn't do Volk versus or um, the Korean Zombie then, so they needed something filmed for two seventy two. They needed something. It, it, yeah, that's probably the case, right? Because <clears throat> not only did they push uh, Volk's fight back, didn't they also move Aljo and Yan the the co-main Aljo and Yan? Yeah. Right? So yeah, they need they basically had two spots to fill up and needed a big uh, a big headline. Here's how about this for a uh, for a uh, co-main event: Dustin Poirier versus Nate Diaz. Yeah, that'd be great, but I mean, it doesn't sound like that's moving in the no. right direction at all. I don't think so we're going to get that fight, no matter how much we bitch. I don't think we're. It almost it. looks like they're using each other for leverage. I don't know. If or at least Nate's using Dustin for leverage. If there is going to be one fighter of the two that didn't want that fight the most, who would it be? I think both of them want that fight. I, I don't. I don't know what the reasoning is for it not happening. If especially if they're both publicly coming out and saying, mm-hmm. "I want to fight you," I really don't. That's that's the one thing in MMA right now that I don't understand. The rumor is like, because you've never seen actually want that fight. Well, I I don't know. I can't speak for Diaz, but all I'm saying is I've never seen two fighters publicly come out and say that they want to fight each other. Maybe besides like Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't get put together. But even their fight got put together. It fell out. But it still was scheduled, so it's it's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know if the UFC is pushing back. I don't know if Nate's doing something behind the scenes. I doubt Dustin's doing something behind the scenes. I feel like Dustin's a pretty uh, open book mm-hmm. when it comes to fight negotiations and whatnot. Yeah. So it's just it's just an interesting story that we'll we'll have to see play out. Absolutely. I think if I want to throw a couple fights in the hat, I think number one on my list is going to be in Jacek versus Whaley too. Oh, that's a good yes. one, too. I, 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 and now, Joanna is coming back into the mix, and she has spoken out saying that she would be down for that Wei Li fight. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the ball is in Wei Li's court at, at this point. If they can get that done, sweet Dan, that'd be a hell of a fight. Because the first one was, it is the greatest women's fight of all time, without a doubt. And if we want to remember, there was a lot of controversy in that fight, too. Uh, Wei Li won by split decision, with me included. A lot of people thought that Joanna actually won that fight. So that's an easy one to, pr- to promote, easy one to sell. And if we end up getting a trilogy out of that one, no one is going to complain. And then no. I think the one thing I would like to see eventually, and I do think we'll get it this year, is Hamza Chimaev versus um, Kamar Usman. I think we get that fight. A little early. <laughs> we'll see. I think he still has a, at least one more yeah. test to pass. But, yeah, I mean, that would be a sweet fight as long as he keeps showing well. Absolutely. What a, What about uh, Glover? You want to see Glover? Is that a must-see must, uh, must, must fight, Glover versus Yuri maybe? Or? I wouldn't put that on the must-see. It's not as exciting. I would say no offense to Glover. Uh, I just want to see Yuri, <laughs> I, I think. That's... It's kind of it, is, is, it, is it wrong to say that Glover isn't a draw? Is um, it disrespectful? Because I don't want to disrespect him because hell of a career. I'm, I'm absolutely blown away that he's champion, but is he an exciting well, champion? 
I think it's, it is a skill that certain fighters, it, it comes more natural to them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Conor McGregor, obviously, for example, Nate Diaz, mm-hmm. um, Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington a little bit, like they're able to make a spectacle out of it. Yeah. Um, Glover, that's not really his style. Is he he's more professional? traditional. Yeah. He's more of the traditional, like, I respect you. You respect me. We respect the game. And that there's nothing wrong with that. There's going to be a large population out there that completely support that. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you're not going to be able to draw in the casual eyes that just want to see someone say F you to mm-hmm. somebody. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with you saying that. And I don't think you would have a problem with you saying that because it's just the honest truth. He has to do something out there to either uh, capture, you know, the, the collective community's eyes mm-hmm. or go out there and say something that gets people <laughs> right. invested. And that's really what it comes down mm-hmm. to. And you know what? You know what I find interesting how you bring up uh, Kamaru. I'm actually surprised you bring up Hamza and not Leon. Oh well, maybe it's because Leon Edwards himself. You want to talk about people that aren't a draw? You can talk about Leon Edwards too. Man, I thought you were singing a different tune like a week he, or two well, ago. No, I think he he deserves the title shot, but that doesn't make him a draw necessarily. Doesn't make him a draw. No. But is it a must-see fight? Because it's like something that even Trevor Whitman has come out and spoke publicly about and said, we would like, I would like personally to have that fight on my resume, leading Kumaru Usman, or not leading, but helping him prepare for that fight again because I, I wasn't involved the first time. I wouldn't know if I would call it a must-see because when I think about it, if they put that fight together, then I will be super happy with it, right? I'll, I'll be totally mm-hmm. cool that we're going to get this fight. We get to see it. Um, get to see the rematch. But at the same time, if we don't get that fight, am I going to be heartbroken? I don't think so. So that's kind of how I determine whether it's a must-see or not. Like, can I live without seeing that fight? Yeah, probably. That's fair. Yeah. I I, I feel like it's straight. Like, I I do think that in just terms of respect, in terms of the rankings, in terms of resume, that... The logical next fight for Kamaru Usman would be defending his title against Leon Edwards. Is that going to happen, though? Because those are two totally different, um, you know, questions. Yeah. Especially in the UFC. Absolutely. Is just one hell of a beast. And next thing we're going to talk about is it's time for some hot takes. It's time for some bold predictions. It's time for us to make a statement, put our stamp in it, in something that we believe might be out there, but something that is going to happen this year. So, Blake, uh, you would you like to take the floor on this one? Give me something. Give me, like, one or maybe two bold predictions you got going into 2022. Bold predictions. I like how you gave me a heads up for this question. <sighs> um, I know. Sometimes it's see. one of these things where you kind of got to think about it a little bit, you know? Because you got yeah. I mean, when it comes to bull prediction, so, you gotta get like a good one. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of right now. That's well, okay. Like, Here, can I give you one? I'm sure. Not sure let's go ahead. I, what is your bold prediction? I'm sure if I necessarily believe it, but one of my bold predictions for 2022 is that Aljamain Sterling will retain his championship against Piotr Jan. And yeah, that could be seen. But the thing about Aljo is that 
I do think that he's going to be able to learn from his first fight with Piotr. Um, obviously, there's a lot that went wrong in that first round. Then a lot went right in the second round because he uh, is walking around with the belt now and he's gained championship money. But at the same time, um, it was a lopsided fight. But also, Alterman Sterling was on a hell of a tear going into that fight. And Piotr Jan was just really good fighter. So I, I like... When it comes to actual fight, would I predict that Aljamain Sterling will be Piotr Jan when it comes to the Suck My Pick title? Um, no, I will not. I will go with Jan. But at the same time, I do like Aljo's chances a lot more in the second fight than I think a lot of people are giving him credit for. That's very fair. Um, okay, well, for my bold prediction... Hmm... I think that I might have to go with uh, Robert Whitaker dethroning Israel Adesanya. Ooh, I like that. Yes, sir. Kind of the same sense of the rematch. Yeah, I just feel like he's uh, with with the comments he's made recently. Even even Adesanya has uh, taken recognition to it and said that he has to respect him a little bit more this time, this go around, because Robert has looked inward and has accepted the loss rather than blaming it on certain factors yeah. or whatever the case may be. He, he, he recognized it came from ego. The defeat came from ego. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important first step, especially in this game or in, uh, I don't know what you want to call this a sport. <laughs> I know people get offended when you say it's a sport because it really isn't. You're trying to kill someone. Sounds um, like the best sport yeah. ever. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I just think that, with that level of awareness, personal awareness, he's going to be able to like really analyze like where were my weak spots? What could I have done better? Let me not fall in those same traps that I fell in this first go. Or he said he wants to clinch more. I mean, yeah, and he even said, "I'm gonna, I'm not stupid." Like I literally watched somebody beat this guy not too long ago, Jan Blahovich. He laid out the blueprint. Adesanya says mm, that's not the case, but at the same time, I'm sure there's something you can draw from that fight mm -hmm. that can hopefully. Or, you know, whatever. Give him an advantage in some way. Absolutely. I think it's not far-fetched to say that he can get the job done. No, I, I really... And also, it was there's a lot that went wrong going to his first fight. Because, you know, he didn't fight for over a year. He was coming off a bad... And, like, anything when it comes to these, especially ACL, that's going to be a tough one to come back from. And also, Israel Anastasia was just red hot at the time. You know, he was the next big thing. So... That's... And now Whitaker has taken out a few, uh, at least a couple. I know he's taken out um, Gaslam and Cannonier. Cannonier, Cannonier, Gaslam, and Till. Yeah. So at least three, right? Three solid fighters. Yeah. I I would. So now now he's on the hot streak. Mm -hmm. And Izzy's still, don't get me wrong, he's not, not hot, but he isn't undefeated. Not as hot, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think another one I'll throw at you is that Jamal Hill will be a top. Three light heavyweight by the end of this year. Right now, he's ranked number 12 in the top three light heavyweights in the world right now. Of course, you got Glover is champ, but then one, two, and three is Jan Blachowicz, Yuri Prochaska, and Alexander Rakic. And right now, um, we're set for Alexander versus Blachowicz coming up this year, and we're assuming that it's going to be Prochaska and Glover. But Jamal Hill is one of my favorite prospects 
on in in the entire promotion right now. Um, Ray and I were talking about over on Card Socks. Ray Rodriguez, our resident um, card expert in the industry, um, he was saying that one of the fighters, if you want to invest in someone uh, card wise, go for that Jamal Hill stock right now. And I am buying into Jamal Hill. I think he has the stand-up game, and he could definitely develop a ground game. Um, he was kind of thrown to the deep end against Paul Craig, and obviously it didn't end up well. He ended up with a dislocated elbow. Um, but also, Paul Craig is arguably the greatest grappler in the world. So, no, not the bad learning experience there, but, man, he's he's such a good prospect, right? Yeah, absolutely. And also, to be fair, the, you know, the 5 to 10 range in light heavyweight, isn't that deep either. So I can definitely see making this jump all the way from outside the tent to inside the top five. Okay, I'll give you my last bold prediction for 2022. Give it. John Jones makes his heavyweight debut. Now, if you told me this last year, I wouldn't really say that was much of a bold prediction, but this... <laughs> I like that. I like that. Who is he debut against? Be even bolder. I think it really depends on who wins this title match, but it seems like right now it's leaning towards Stipe. Would you rather see John Jones fight Ngannou or Gon? Because Ngannou is a freak fight, but Gon maybe a little more stylistically comparable to John Jones. Um, I'd probably rather see John deal with just the freak athlete of Ngannou. Well, I mean, they're both freak yeah, athletes, yeah. really. Anyone heavyweight uh, like that is just the scary, just the scary power of Ngannou. The fact that he really is a human sledgehammer. No offense to uh, Tiago <laughs> Santos, but Tiago uh, has some proving to do after his last couple fights. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> especially that Rockage one. Oh, it's such a bad fight. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I would definitely rather see Ngannou just because just the wow factor. Mm -hmm. But don't get me wrong, like Gon versus Jones would be. Just a chess match, Dude. and I mean, yeah, I'd like, I'd still would like to see how John's speed translates up at heavyweight. Mm -hmm. Is he going to be as fast as Gone? Is he going to lose a little bit of that speed? What's going to be the case there? Because I think if he loses a little bit of speed and Gone beats and Gone, Gone might freaking just absolutely blow him out of the water. Gone, depending on how this title fight goes in a couple weeks, Gone might be heavyweight champion for a while. Yeah, seriously. Unless he gets caught, that's really the only thing that I can see stopping him. Or unless Derek Lewis fights him anywhere but Houston. Apparently. Man, who knows? But uh, let's hear your hot takes. Sound off in the comments on YouTube or Rumble or um, hit us up on our socials on Twitter or on Instagram. Of course, or best of all, you can leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. And the best thing you can do is um, – another great thing you can do is going over, find all of our stuff at the 4th – and long.com but the last thing we're going to do here blake we're going to kind of rapid fire a little bit because if we go too deep into it it will take an hour with how many divisions there are in the ufc at least it's not boxing thank god with a division every three and a half pounds but we're going to go through and give our predictions for who is going to be champion by the end of the year we're going to start with the woman here first things first is the women's straw weight division right now it's headed by rose namayunas who holds gold by the end of 2022? Hmm. I'm going to say... 
The only person that we haven't really gotten a good look at, I think, is Marina Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. That's like the only dark horse, I think. So I'm going to play it safe and say Rose. I think she gets the job done against Carla. I think the next fight is either going to be uh, maybe the Ioana or Wei Lee trilogy. I mm -hmm. doubt it, though. Probably going to end up being Marina Rodriguez. So, yeah, I'd like to see. I I, I think it's going to be Rose. I would like you're you're right uh, about Marina Rodriguez. She's pretty much like the only one in my opinion that it, it's going to come down to Rose and Marina right there. But I'm going to agree with you. I will say that Thug Rose has what couple title defenses this year, and makes it out with her gold around her waist. Because yeah, I'd say at least two. She's only getting better, defenses. especially with Trevor Whitman. Man, she's only getting better. Mm -hmm. Such. a freaking awesome to, to watch fight. Um, and next one is the women's flyweight division. Of course, that's head by Balotelli Shevchenko. Blake, can anyone challenge Shevchenko this year? No. No. <laughs> Super easy answer. Um, I think the only person that might be able to is Casey O'Neill, just because she's broken into divisions out super strong and we still have so much we need to see from yeah. her. We still have so much. It, it, Just because someone gets on a 3-5 win streak doesn't mean they can compete with the best. Exactly. I'd love – she's, what, 24 years old? Yeah. I'd love to see what she can do next. I'd love to see her get higher-ranked opponents. But let's settle that down right now. Yeah, but also I, – I need to see something more from that girl before I can uh, <laughs> even come close to saying she can stand in the same octagon as, yeah. as Valentina and not get severely injured. Mm -hmm. I, I was kind of thinking it would be tough to go from 15 to – title title fight in the same year but it's also the women's divisions and um not in the flyweight i mean if she gets a really impressive victory early you know in the first quarter mm -hmm. of the year she could get another two fights this year and uh you know really break into the top five mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't take much yeah but um no as of right now there's no <clears throat> one that can even hold a match to shevchenko she's just really really freaking good who knows um because once we get to the bantamweight division, right now, of course, that's headed by Juliana Pena, who's going to be championed by the end of the year. I want to say Amanda Nunes. I think she gets that rematch done and uh, gets, you know, gets her belt back. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. I'm going to go Amanda Nunes because I just think that she's uh, just been so dominant in the, in the past and. I think she regains her fire and, and figures out how to make it work at bantamweight again. Mm -hmm. Can I give you a hot take for this one? Might be a little bit of a bold prediction. Yeah, go ahead, dude. Champion. It's your life. Live it how you want. Champion by the, uh, bantamweight champion by the end of 2022. Let it, me guess who you're going to say. I'm gonna, you're going to say Valentina. I you? am going to say Valentina Shevchenko. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I saw it coming. I saw it dude, coming a mile double, away. It's going to be one three fires. It's going to be Shevchenko. That's a good, that's a good one, Pena. though. Yeah, because if Pena wins the rematch, they probably make that super fight. Yeah, exactly. Or if, for whatever reason, they don't get Pena versus Nunes too, it's probably going to be Shevchenko versus Pena. Yeah, most likely. I don't think there's another bantamweight that really deserves no, it. Right Ashing, now. I think Shevchenko beats beats Pena. Oh, and, uh, I think so. I well. mean, it. In um, I still believe that Man Nunes is a better fighter than Pena. I think Shevchenko won that second fight against Man Nunes, <laughs> along with a lot of other people out there. I don't know, man. I feel like Shevchenko is in a higher, uh, is in a bigger prime than Nunes is at this point. And if they those two faced off right now, I'd probably pick Shevchenko. 
Am I crazy for that? Uh, between Nunez and Shevchenko? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're fighting at 135 and you just saw her most recent performance, no, I don't think you're crazy for that. I think Shevchenko is, uh, you know, uh, with the eye test, she just looks a little bit more talented in almost every area than Juliana Pena does, no disrespect. Um, she just looks a little sharper. So, yeah, I mean, if if Pena's striking was given Nunez a little bit of trouble, what, uh, imagine what Shevchenko could do. And it's 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 uh, odd that she hasn't had as much trouble with Shevchenko that she did with Pena, which leads me to believe something might have been going on last camp. Mm. I don't know what the case might have been, mm-hmm. but it just seems a little strange that she was having that much trouble and uh, gassed out so quickly. It was interesting there, but uh, we're going to jump into the men's now. So, of course, with the flyweight division, right now it's head by Brandon Reno. Blake, who heads it by the end of the year? We're keeping it with the King of Legos. Yes, Brandon Moreno. I like that, dude. I I hope so, but I have a sneaking suspicion, uh, a suspicion that the champ by the end of the year is going to be. Alexandre Pintosha. Think a guy that's already been beat by uh Yeah, I think he might have a little redemption arc coming up this year. Maybe maybe a late fight of the year. Um it was a super competitive. Um or it's gonna be Askar Askarov. Um probably the next title shot is going to be between the winner of France and, and Askarov, or Car France and Askarov. But uh yeah, I already, I already think that's kind of a tough ask to have uh, three defenses in one year, but mm. we'll see. Well, at least it starts in January, so that it makes it a little bit more plausible. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Brandon Moreno is one of those fighting champion kind of guys. Um, at least could be active. But it's hard to be Kamar Usman to have three title defenses in 266 days, which is freaking remarkable, I mean. Yeah, um, Kamaru Usman is a really good, really good fighting. Um, next one is going to be the bantamweight divisions right now. It's technically Aljamain Sterling. Of course, he has a fight with Piotr Jan taking place at UFC 273 here in a few months. Who heads the division? Um, I'm going to go with Piotr Jan. Mm-hmm. I think he beats Aljamain. I think he beats uh, TJ if they fight. And that's really the only two people that I see standing out right now that are going to get a title shot. I would give you, I would say it's between three guys. It's between Piotr, TJ, and Jose Aldo. Um, it would be incredible if Jose could finish uh, top of the division um, by the end of the year. But I do think Piotr Jan is going to be good. He's probably going to end up as the, the best bantamweight of all time. So, I'm gonna roll Piotr on because he's he's kind of a bad bad uh, mother trucker. Yeah, he's got some important fights coming up this year, so we'll we'll see how it how he uh, holds up. Exactly, I would I think he gets at least two fights this year. Um, if he takes the title, he'll probably have one defense, maybe two. Uh, Piotr seems like the guy he who wouldn't care if he keeps getting fights lined up because those those Russian guys are just psycho. And I don't think they care about a whole lot of things. Except gold around their waist. And then we're going to hop into the featherweight division. Of course, right now it's Alexander Volkanovsky. He, his next fight is going to be UFC 273 against the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung. Who heads the division? 
Uh, Volkanovski. Not Josh Emmett? Nope. <laughs> Not Josh Emmett. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. Dude. Who come is there a, who can contend with uh with Volk? Holloway. That's it though. That's all I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Do you think I, I assume if Volk is able to have a successful title defense against Chan Sung Jung, probably there's going to book uh Holloway versus Volk later in the year, you think? Probably, right. You think they're going to book who versus Volkanovski versus Holloway? Yeah, book the trilogy later in the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Holloway's injured right now, so yeah. he can't fight. Did, did you so hear what? That's definitely what, the first contender. Um, happened? Like, what's the injury? Nope. Cool. I don't think it's been released yet. Yeah, he just said it re-aggravated a previous injury, so no idea. Yeah, it's a bummer, but you know, also, I'm not going to complain. I don't, don't want to get into whether he deserves this fight or not, but I'm not going to complain about saying Volk versus the Green Zombie. I'm not. You you you're not sold on it. No, I'm not going to complain about it. Oh, you're not going to complain no. about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It's, that's a fun fight. It's a good fight. He's a good fighter. Everyone wanted to see him fight for the title years ago, and now he's finally getting a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he might. I think he might have fought against Jose for the title. He had back one in title def- um, title shot. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, didn't get that one, but you know, not complaining. Yeah, he like broke his shoulder or something in that fight. I can't remember yeah. exactly what happened. But I don't think he got finished in that fight. It was a good fight. Mm-hmm. I'd have to rewatch it though to remind myself. But yeah, that's a good fight. That's a guy that's been around and uh, you know a wealth of experience. He's he's fought the who's who in that division. Mm-hmm. Maybe he hasn't come out on the winning side all the time, but I mean he still puts up. I mean, look at his fight against Ortega. Look at his fight against uh, uh, Yair Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was winning that fight the whole time until that hail mary at the end. Yeah, essentially. Um, yeah, he, he's. I mean, he's fought everybody. So I think I have no problem with this. It's a good fight for Volk. I mean, is it the number one contender? No. But is it a guy that has a lot of respect amongst his peers? I think so, yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that holds a lot of weight. Absolutely. And jump. And yeah. not to mention, South Korea, he represents a whole country. UFC is always going to get behind that. He represents a whole country that's views, that's money. Especially Volk uh, being from Australian fighters there as well. You know, you have Whitaker and pretty much it. Um, yeah, well, yeah, he's the champ. So I mean, it's exactly. But I'm I'm talking about challengers. Oh yeah, so, like the champ is already he's already got his viewership set in. Yeah, but in 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 scheduling a fight, you're looking at all the factors. Mm-hmm. Are you going to just bring up a, a a guy that you know is a top contender and Josh Emmett, or are you going to bring a guy that has literally a whole country behind him? That's Korean Zombie, absolutely. United States is a very tough country to unite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have 50, <laughs> what, 50 states, right? Yep. I hope I get that right. Not everyone's going to like the same shit. It's just how it goes. South Korea, a lot smaller. They're going to all love Korean Zombie. That's just my thought process on it. And I think, I think there's really no necessarily wrong answer here, mm-hmm. but... You're, you're not going to please everybody. That's just how these things go. Absolutely. You could say that one again. Uh, we're going to hop into the what might be the toughest um, division in all of the UFC when it comes to the lightweight division. Is Charles Oliveira going to be champ by the end of the next year? I don't think so, no. I'll be. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be easy and just go to be champ. 
I think Islam might get beat by Dariush. I do too. But if he gets past him, it's just Islam is going to win by a spectacular fashion. But he'll just suffocate pretty much anyone. The old dog yeah, is I mean, right. it, he's definitely got the clearest path to victory, no matter who he's facing. But we'll see. We'll see how he how he holds up. Is he going to have the same championship uh, mentality that that Habib had? He's already been knocked out once in his career. I don't think Habib ever got knocked out. I don't think Habib so, ever lost. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm alluding to. Oh, thank you. Yep. I'll just hit the so, nail on the head. We'll see. We'll see. If I had to guess someone to be the lightweight champion, though, I'd probably, I'd probably have to stick with status quo and say Charles Oliveira. I mean, he hasn't shown us that he has any quit in him yet. Mm -hmm. So someone like legitimately has to try and kill him in there. At least the current version of Oliveira, blonde Oliveira. Yeah, no, I, I think that's pretty accurate right there. And hoping to the welterweights, um, it's going to be Kamaru Usman. I think that's pretty easy. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say it was going to be Hamza. No, I still think Kamaru Usman's are the Hamza, though. I don't know. I think I, I'm getting the Hamza vibe from you. I want to see Hamza challenge. I, Kamaru Usman is going to be one of the greatest fighters of all time. I'll, I know um, Hamza's boy... Uh, Alexander Gustafson is saying that, but uh, I'm not sold yet. All right, well, we'll see. We'll what see. about you? Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to beat Usman. Yeah. At least not right now. He's 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 too freaking good at this point. Um, but we heard your bold prediction that Robert Whitaker is going to take out Israel Adesanya, but who ends uh, the year as champion of the middleweight division? Whitaker. I mean, he's beat everybody else. Who's going to beat him? Nobody. Unless Izzy beats him again, I don't think anyone in that top five, top seven can take him. I like that. Uh, maybe not not the crazy psycho Sean Strickland? No. no. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, moving to the light heavyweight division, who's going to hold gold? I think Yuri Proshaka yeah. is going to... Hold the gold. Green, sir. I'll, I'll, I'll write with your Pahazga there as well. Um, he'll probably beat Glover unless he gets taken to the ground. And then if, but if he does end up on the canvas, it's probably yeah. Glover's fight. He's got to stay off his back. That's the number one thing. If you get taken down, you better bust your ass to get up like there's no tomorrow. Cannot stay on the ground against that guy. He's a shark. Glover's ridiculous when it comes to the ground because, you know, most guys, it's super, it, it's like awful when you get on the ground. But for Glover, it's pretty much a death sentence. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's been there for probably like how old is he? For how is he? Forty something. He's probably spent he's probably um, you know thirty at least thirty six years of his life doing that stuff. I would imagine. I'd say he spent probably like ten thousand hours on his back through his life. At least, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's probably been more than that. Even <laughs> dude is. It's quite ridiculous. And Kevin Asafi is going to be the heavyweight division. This might be one of the harder ones to call. But, of course, we get the big uh, fight between Nganu and Gon at UFC 270. But who's going to end the year? Tai Tui Ooh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I <laughs> know uh, you were waiting to cut that one, weren't you? Maybe. Um, Man. Heavyweight champ. I think I'm going to have to go... This because this affects this base. You're basically asking me to choose my pick for uh, 
UFC 270. I was going to say, I, I think whoever wins 270 is champion by the end of the year. I think whoever wins 270 is going to be champion for a while. It's like my head says gone, but my heart says Nganu. I'm going with my heart this time. I'm going to go with my head since you're going with your heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be one of those two, huh? I think we can agree on that. I think it's going to be gone. I think he just has so many tools in his uh, utility belt that he can whip out at any point. All I know is I was doubting Ngannou going to the rematch with Stipe just because I didn't think he was technical enough of a fighter. And then he stuffed that takedown, and then I um, apologize for everything bad I've ever said about Francis. <laughs> so um, if we continue to see him evolve even more from that Stipe fight, he's going to be out really, really hard guy to take out, you know? Um, and especially against anyone, any size. It only takes one from Nganu. It takes a little bit. Four ounce gloves. It, it, it only, it, we haven't seen that one punch knockout power from Gan yet. Um, we've seen combo power against Lewis, but we haven't seen that one punch. So. Nope. I, I think you have it or you don't. I don't think you just magically get a, you know, a KO someday. Mm -hmm. I think either you have that power to sh or you have that accuracy to shut someone's lights off or you, you don't. Yep. And you have to kind of get it done another way, whether it be TKO, whatever the case may be. And Nganu does have that one. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to throw away on over into before we get to our UC Vegas 46 predictions and preview, as well as the Blake's <clears throat> bangers, the return of them. We're going to hop into what the blank with Blake as Blake fills in the blank with three statements with a blank. Uh, I always love saying that. It's so much fun. You have, you have no idea uh, how much I really do enjoy that. But um, for those that don't know how this works, I have three statements for Blake. There's going to be a blank in um, part of one of the statements. And Blake, it's up to Blake to fill in with whether one word, a phrase, an entire essay. I don't care. It's all up to him. But Blake, the first blank you're going to fill in the blank for from Blake is that the pay-per-view price bump is blank. Uh, absolutely insane. I think it's stupid. So it's 75 now, right? 74.99. Yep. Is that with the ESPN Plus included? Or is that just separately? No, this is completely so $80 just... $80 for a pay-per-view, essentially. Basically, because you already have the $5, or I think $6, right? Oh, yeah, ESPN Plus might have just upped it, too. It's like yeah, it's like five ninety nine or seven six ninety nine or seven ninety nine. I can't remember what it is now. But either way, that's nine hundred dollars that you're paying for the seventy four ninety nine dollar pay per view price. Because let's say let's just give an average of twelve. I think that's usually what it averages out to is twelve per year. Mm -hmm. That's eight hundred ninety nine dollars and eighty eight cents to be a fan. I think that's absolutely insane. I just don't get it. It used to be it's so expensive. I think as recent as like twenty twelve, it was like. $40, $45 or something like that? What the hell happened? Hey, I, I know that inflation is crazy in the U.S., but it's not this crazy to justify a increase in that much in that short amount of time. It increases by five, $5 each year, like the previous, I think, two or three Dude, years. We're going to be $100 what's, soon. What's the reasoning? What's the reasoning? Dana, I, wa I literally I want them to to come out and address it because it just makes no sense. Our fires at least I understand your company more? went public. I understand Endeavor kind of holds you by the balls now, but what the hell is going on here? 
Like, <laughs> it's almost like a slap in the face of the people. Like, I've bought, I think I bought every pay-per-view last year mm-hmm. with my own money. Barely asked for money from any of my friends. If they gave it to me, sick. If not, I had no problem paying that. And I know it sounds a little, a little childish, me freaking out over a $5 increase, but it's not because of this $5 increase. It's because I've been a dedicated fan for years now, mm-hmm. like going on, I think probably six, this is probably gonna be my sixth, like full fledged, like fully invested year of watching the UFC. And it just seems like every year there is a bump in price. Whereas NFL, there's nothing. It's consistent. Like you, you get, it's the consistent same TV deal. If you do D, uh, TV, if you do streaming, it, it's not going to freaking change mm-hmm. unless it's the streaming services maybe. But, uh, you know, you're not getting a $5 price hike every freaking year okay. for, you know, Dana's own pleasure. I don't it's get so it. It's so tough because the UFC MMA, it's still a growing sport. But you're making it, it's it's a growing sport and one of the most niche ones in the U.S., but it's also one of the most expensive ones the hardest one to watch. It's like, do you do you have cable TV or do you buy UFC events? Yeah. That's that's basically what it's it comes down to. It's 80 bucks a month. It's crazy. Just for pay-per-views, it's, it's absolutely 80 bucks crazy. a month to watch UFC. That's not including like bypass and stuff like that either. Yeah. It's and especially with the Rona nowadays. I mean, people aren't having parties as much as they used to. It's it's harder to get people to come over and pitch in nowadays mm-hmm. than it used to be. So I just I don't it's get absurd. the reasoning behind it, especially when they're not giving the fighters anything any any more pieces of the pot. Mm-hmm. Like if they were telling us, okay, we're increasing fighter pay, we're giving them benefits, blah 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 blah. I would be like, okay, sick. Like this this money's going it's towards something that you know. Yeah, like that that makes sense. But they're just saying, no, $5 increase, take it or leave it. Don't care if you buy it or not, someone will. Uh, essentially, And that attitude, dude, mm. is going to lose you a lot of, of, of uh, dedicated fans, I believe. And, or maybe not lose it, but I guarantee you they ain't going to be buying that shit. No. They're going to be streaming it for free. Yeah, it, it's it's quite disappointing. Um, please stop, Dana. There, there's, there's no need to do that. Um it's insane, dude. That's like, that's like buying. That's more than buying a new video game every freaking month. Yeah, and that's why Xbox Game Pass is one of the greatest things that ever happened to video games. Shout out to shout out to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, UFC Fight. That's another thing we didn't even bring up. UFC Fight Pass. You have to have a freaking subscription to Fight Pass. You have to have a subscription to ESPN Plus. You have to have a freaking Seventy-five dollars is set aside per month for a pay-per-view. I mean, come on, dude. It's it, come it's on. Expen- and then also, let's talk about buying just a, a you know UFC apparel. That stuff is so expensive on the UFC website. Never buy off the UFC site. Never, literally, never, yeah. never, never. Go to the fighter, their Twitter, their Instagram. They have whatever. their own gear. If you want fighter gear, they have their own gear that I guarantee you looks way cooler. I guarantee you, pays some more money, way too. cheaper. Yeah, so. Screw the UFC in that sense, man. Like, I'm done with that crap. They got me pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> let's, <sighs> let's, let's try and make you happy. Let's look at the positive next one, Blink, because the next statement is that... Uh, Would you call me? You call me Blink? I call Blink? you Blink. My name is my name is Blake, not Blink. What the... I'm getting confused. I, I don't care, Blink. All right, the next Blake... Um... <laughs> yeah, you better watch out. I'm not answering this question. Blink is the best fight that's been announced so far in 2022. Colby versus Jorge. I don't even want you to finish that sentence. <laughs> a little bit of an easy one there. Um, and then let's make you think with the last one then, Blake. 
because blank will be the breakout star of 2022. Why is it Blood Diamond? Or whatever his name is. Who the hell is Blood Diamond? I, I think um, Blood Diamond is like a fight. I think he's how to say kickboxing, actually. Blood Diamond? Yeah. His name is... Never heard of The him. Mystery. He's making his debut at UFC 271. And, uh, I'll have to have my eyes on that and guy. And the UFC literally lists his name as Blood Diamond. Yeah, he is from City Kickboxing. Hmm. Breakout star of 2022. I mean, it's super tough to say because everyone that I would want to say is basically already broken out. I mean, um... God, I wish I had, like, a list of, uh... Like, I want to say that one dude... Um, one guy that I'm really, really high on, I don't know if anyone's as high as, uh, well, I know no one's as high as I am in general, but on this guy specifically, he's a Mongolian. Oh, you know, the guy, uh, the bantamweight, Javkot, Rachmanov, right? What? Wait, no, no, no. I think that's the Kakusei. There's like a Shavkat Rachmanov, I think is, is his name. Let me see if I can. Yeah, uh, it's Dana. It's, it's, it's yeah, oh, it's like B- Dana. Batrigel. Batrigel. Yes, Batrigel. That one. That guy is a sniper. He's and fighting soon, could... right? I'm pretty sure I think he, he just is, got yeah. fight announced. Um, like within the last day or so. Um, let me see. Let's see if he has a fight announced. I am. I'm super sure it. It was against a decent name. I think is. Do you think Sherdog would list it? Probably. It's uh, mm, Even though it's all no. about topology, gang. All right. Topology doesn't have it listed either. It looks like. Believable. I could have sworn. Oh wait, no, nope. They yeah, do. They do. See, Montel Jackson. Montel Jackson. Yeah. See, hey, hey. Topology, I was gonna say we were just gang, talking, baby. talking about all it. All my homies hate Sherdog. We love topology. Where are my fellow tappers at? That's how you start. Is that how you start wearing MMA Twitter? I don't think so. I don't think anyone really. <laughs> no one cares. I don't think anyone's going to stand on a soapbox for, for any of those sites. But top, topology is pretty clutch. I'd say topology is a tier above shirt on. I, do, I, I just think it's a better looking website is all. You know. I, I, yeah, it does look smoother too. I use it for most of my stuff. I'm, I'll be honest there. Also, shout out to topology because um, that's where it helped me put, compile my list for all the awards this year. Don't be saying that out loud, bro. You gotta, you know, let the people think well, you're original. What I need people, what I need to 50 fights to focus in on, I'll, I'll focus in on those. I'm not going to lie. Like, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't have the time um, to be able to look through every single fight uh, from this year. I run four different shows and <laughs> entire social media account. Um, so I cheat a little bit. It's just, it's what it is, man. It's pathetic. Blake, um... Shut up! You talk for an hour each week, all right? And you retweet stuff. It's pathetic. I don't need to hear from you. I need better employees. Um, I, I I think is. <laughs> uh, no offense. I'm the best. You want... just like Rose Namajunas would say. I'm not gonna say no. I'm not. I'm not going to dispute that because you know I 
I absolutely respect it, Blake. Um, but we're going to hop into the last segment of the show. It's going to be our um, us take a look at UFC Vegas 46. Of course, this is going to be the fight night between Calvin Kager and, and Kater and Giga Chikatsi. This is going to be a great card. It's nice having um, Preya. He, um, they found a fight for him, so he's still on the card. We got a nice mix between heavyweights, you know, featherweights, and middleweights. We got a good mix of uh, weight classes that are going to be represented on this card as well. Is a couple of debuts as well. So I am looking forward to this one. It's going to be great having fights back, and it's going to be a early card. If you're in the best time zone, which is, of course, the mountain time zone, it's a 5 o'clock card. So, honestly, a really great time for that one. But, Blake, it's time, baby. Let's bring it back. Blake's bangers for UFC Vegas 46. Hit us with them, please, because it's been far too long. All right, first uh, set of bangers for the year. Yes. We're going to go with a newcomer to the UFC, a guy that recently had a victory on the Contender Series in a very impressive fashion. One of the slickest hooks I've seen. You can um, hardly tell. Landed. <laughs> Vlachislav. Hope that was okay. Vlachislav Borshev. Hey, just call him uh, versus... Slava Claus, as he is officially known at over a team alpha yes. male. Slava Claus. Okay, we'll go Slava yes. Claus. Hey, and shout out to Salva Claus, shout out to Team mentioned. Alpha Male, shout out to Coach Joey Rodriguez, go check out that interview. Where were we actually yes. talking about Salva Claus as well? Shout out to Ross's favorite team in the world, Team the Alpha Male. most underrated gym in the world, don't at me. I don't think they can be underrated, bro. They've been around for way too and long. And they're still underrated. <laughs> but it's okay, I'll, I'll let you have that one. Anyway, <laughs> Slava Claus is fighting against a guy named Dakota Bush. That's going to be a banger, hopefully. I don't know. We didn't have a lot of choices on this card. <laughs> going to be completely honest. My next fight that I'm going with is a guy that I'm really high on. Bill Algio versus Joanderson Brito. I don't know too much about the Brito guy, but I do know Bill Algio is a stud, and he always brings the fight. I mean, his, uh, his most recent fight was against Ricardo Ramos, where he took an L. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was a really, really fun fight to watch. And actually, I remember one sp- uh, one fight specifically against uh, Spike Carlisle. I was like, oh, my God, that was a sick fight. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see uh, Bill Algio make a return this year. And then the final fight, really, it doesn't matter who Michelle Pajeda is fighting. It just Steve, doesn't you're matter. You're one of the lucky ones that could really are. I can't pronounce the name correctly, no matter how hard I try. It tried. just doesn't matter because <laughs> he's going to do a backflip in the cage and he's going to hit someone in the freaking face with his shin, even though that's illegal. And it's going to be sick. He's going to do something spinny. He's going to do something. I don't know. He's just going to dance in there. He's going to look sick. He's going he's gonna to have everyone. He's probably going to dance on the way to the octagon, dance on the way out of the octagon. He's just going to be an entertaining piece of the puzzle that night. So I'm very excited to see what he does. And also the guy that he fights against, I'm pretty sure, is going to be making his debut. Do you yeah. have his name on hand? He is going to be making his debut, uh, and that is a fighter, Andre Fialho, which I might butcher that. Who knows? I'm really good doing that. Um, but who knows? I'm and surprise, fight. surprise, his manager is Ali. I mean, it seems like 50% of the UFC is managed by Ali. It's, it, yeah, and 50% of all Twitter accounts <laughs> ran by Ali as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say more like 90%. <laughs> really 
does. If you're his, if you're a fighter of his, he probably has your uh, account information. It's probably like um, a part of the contract. You have to give me your Twitter account. One derogatory tweet per month <laughs> to build to build hype. Yeah, it's not even that much of a joke. It's true. Yes, sir, I do like that, but we got our first main event of the evening, and that is going to be number um, eight ranked featherweight of the world, Giga Chikatsi, taking on number five ranked Calvin Cater. Of course, Giga's last fight was. Um, he this dude's just been on a freaking tear. Calvin Cater, of course, had one fight last year. Um, got records, all sorts of records set against him when he took on Max Holloway. But Calvin Cater is not a guy to be slept on because he 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 was a top five fighter. He is a top five fighter for a very specific reason, and that's because he's really freaking good at what he does. So, what do you expect mm-hmm. from this fight, and who is going to win the first main event of the year? It's really hard for me to pick against Giga in this fight. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard. Because, one, excuse me, Cater is a guy that's known a little bit for his toughness. I mean, no kidding, right? With with that Max Holloway fight, think of how many strikes he absorbed. Mm-hmm. Giga, there is no such thing as toughness against a guy like Giga. If he touches you in the right place, guess what? You're going down in some pain. Hey, it doesn't matter how tough so, you are. Your liver's going to shut down just as much. Yes, I mean, Cub, that Cub Swanson oh, workout was just God. insane. And it's not like he's that Burgos only doing out. this one time. He's doing this consistently. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing this with submissions in some cases. So, I mean, this guy is well-rounded uh, for the most part. I don't think Calvin Cater has a strong enough get, uh, ground game to really t- uh, bring him into deep waters and test him like that. I think it's mostly going to play out on the feet. Mm-hmm. So... In that case, in that case, I give the the edge to Giga just because, like I said, he is a sniper, and I expect him to be hitting with more accuracy. And yeah, I just I I think he's just gonna be more polished in there. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me too because I don't want to necessarily pick against Calvin. What I'm hoping for is I think Giga is going to win. Um, Giga Chad takes this one, but what I'm hoping for is that Calvin makes it a really competitive fight. Um, or even if he wins, I also, I, I don't think I would complain. I just want to see a competitive fight from Calvin just based off what we saw last time. I don't want that to become the new norm, you know? Yeah, that, that would be, that would really suck if, mm-hmm. if we're what I, I like the, Calvin. He's a very likable fighter. No, absolutely. He's a hardworking Boston Bostonian. You know, John Anik uh, probably loves him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But we're going to see. I mean, that's that's the beauty of this sport is sometimes it doesn't even matter who's the best. It just matters who's the best that night. So, I mean, maybe me and you are kind of on the same thinking, uh, same, uh, the same uh, thought process, the same wavelength, you could <laughs> say. But it doesn't matter. Come Saturday, it doesn't matter who's the best. It just matters who showed up that night. And got the job done. I, I, I think the odds are like pretty skewed towards Gigi right now. I think Calvin should have some better odds for this fight. Um, hopefully, he goes on and proves us that he deserves a little bit more respect than what the world and what, especially what Vegas is giving him right now. But uh, please, if for everyone out there, drop your predictions. In the comments on YouTube, um, on Rumble, or hit us up on our socials on Twitter or Instagram. But that's about going to wrap up for us. Um, I'll be honest, 
there wasn't really a whole lot that happened um, this last week that I could give a solid Nene of the Week award to. Um, so I'm going to cheat because it's my show and I can do what I want. The award goes, uh, the Nene of the Week uh, goes to the No Fight Blues because that feeling is getting nene because our fights are back. I'm going to go with the cop answer, Blake, but you know. Or, or, or it could go to um, Shannon Bay's husband. Yeah, JP. JP. Does it go to JP, Ashley, on, on second thought? I don't know. I feel bad talking about that I stuff. Know, right? It's that's, a it's a rough situation. That's a, really what I, I hope. I hope that it's set, and I've told you this in our DMs. I hope it's settled a little bit more privately and definitely peacefully and respectfully and, because that's just a very tough situation to go through for both sides, whatever the story is. Because we know in every story there's three sides to the story, three of them. Her side, his side, and then somewhere in the middle lies the truth. And I told you, RGMs, so just remember that. What I hope happens is that JP fights the guy she's cheating on him with inside the octagon. Make that happen. Even though that guy is four weight classes above. I him, don't care. Get I want to see that fight. It's not going to happen in an octagon, brother. It might happen in the street, but it's not going to be in the octagon. We'll put the octagon in the streets, and it's going to happen there. Hey, make it happen, bro. Hey, you know, what? Um, and uh, we'll. Uh, well, we'll bring Hori Maslow out there from from you know his street fighting days. He'll he'll um, take on the role is is the ref in that situation. It's going to be a good time. Super necessary. Jeez, what a mess that is. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking to the end. Uh, definitely appreciate you all and love you all. Um, and uh, especially huge thank you to our fantastic Patreon supporters. If you want to go become a supporter, you can do that for starting just a dollar a month. It's up to five bucks and ten bucks. It helps keep this show running. Helps me um, keep hooking my boys and the fans up with gear and some financial compensation for what they do because they do a lot of hard work, and I greatly appreciate them. Uh, but not, it also gets you uh, behind-the-scenes content, bonus content, you know, early drops, as well as um, discounts on all merchandise. But, um, and with that being said, huge shout-out to Ray Rodriguez for all your card-collecting needs. Go on over to page, um, Instagram and follow at the Big Bat Box. Shout-out to Ryan Watson and Neil Wiley. And Blake, your thoughts on the doldrums of the UFC fight year in one word or phrase? What the hell did you just say? Doldrums. Do you not know what a doldrum is? Uh, it's like boredom. I guess. I mean, it's not like a state or period of inactivity. It's like boredom. You know, it, it, it's kind of like a synonym for that. The doldrums. I, so, yeah, that's basically what I just said, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. State or period of inactivity? Yeah. Um, uh, sayonara like peace out i don't ever want to see you again that's my thoughts on it like fights every weekend don't be a bitch <laughs> that works ladies and gentlemen um fight every weekend and don't be a bitch you've heard that here first from um blake but thank you so much for tuning in we'll see all of you in the next show you listen to um we got um car songs coming out on friday we got our nfl pre um uh, playoff preview that comes out on thursday so go ahead check all that great stuff out and we'll see all of you lovely lovely people in the next one go out and enjoy the first card of the year <laughs>